This episode of the Aka Minority Podcast is sponsored by us, The Aka Minority, and Dreamville in our new film, The Curious Case of Dreamville, where we take a deep dive look into each artist on the roster at Dreamville. And frankly, you're going to come out feeling that they might have the most talented roster in the game right now. So make sure you head over to Instagram, The Aka Minority, and click that IGTV logo and get to watching this film. And let us know in the comment section about what you think, who's your favorite, and all those other things. You might even win a prize. So again, that is Instagram.com backslash The Awkward Minority. Click the IGTV logo and begin watching. But do it after the podcast or doing multitask. All right. Ready. Minority Podcast, episode 107. I am one of your hosts, Lady Godiva, and with me is the awesome host, Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Freddie Mercury. Galileo, Galileo! (laughs) How are you? How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm I'm doing pretty good, man. Leo, earlier today at the mall, which is, I, first of all, my brother is trash because this motherfucker wanted to go to the mall because he going on, he going on his little trip. He's going on his little vacation to um California. He was like, yo, normally people be like, yo, I bought this and that and the third off the internet or whatever. I I, I went, I, I bought some stuff from Foot Locker off the internet. This uh-huh. motherfucker was like, yo, I'm trying to go to the mall if I can get some stuff for my trip. And I'm like, the mall, who the fuck? Who over the age? Who under the? Who under the age of forty goes to the mall? <laughs> Everybody, because first, and then he, then he went to the mall and he had some trash expectations. He was like, "Yo, y'all got the new Jordans that just came out," and I'm just embarrassed. I'm like, are you fu-? first of all, I'm embarrassed that you buying Jordans. Secondly, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You oh, really man. thought you really thought on a Sunday you was gonna walk into the mall and get some brand new Jordans? And they'll be like, yeah, dog, we got you, nigga. With no damn Jordan, with no Jordan sighting foot. First of all, Foot Locker. I'm not going to say the mall, but yo, if you work in retail, I expect you to greet me when I come through the door. Because I am a human and I am entering your domain. Don't. And it wasn't like I was dressed bummy. I was right. dressed, I, I dress nice. I always go nice and I'm preventable. And my lady, I had my lady Godiva merch on. <laughs> You know, thank you know, you, you know, you know, my one of my one of one that we never gonna sell the one, but you got the um turban on. I was I had my Lady Godiva merch on. I had my nice cha- I had my nice champion windbreaker. It was like with hey. the green with the green stripes on the side. I was fresh to death. I was fresh to death. <laughs> These motherfuckers didn't say hello, how you doing? So I was like, okay, cool. So then this other lady came in. She was like a young younger lady with her like her her son. They ain't say nothing to him either, him or her. Like they was like it was almost as if they was like, How dare you come into Foot Locker today? Wow. So Foot Locker. I'm not really talking to y'all because if I tweet y'all, y'all gonna ask me y'all gonna ask me where this was and I got a dry snitch and I'm not gonna dry snitch because there was two people in there. because Foot Locker is always attached to House of Hoops. The dude in the House of Hoops was very nice. He's like, Hey, how you doing, man? He was like, I like your shoes. I was like, Oh, thank you. I was, he was like, If you need anything, let me know. I was like, Okay, cool. I'll buy you. I don't go to the mall because I'm not buying nothing. 
I do like Foot Locker. I do like Foot Locker's van display. Shout out to Foot Locker. Keep the van display right by the counter. I like that. I was like, Keep. I was like, please. You know, I had to let them know why. I had to, cause you know, I gotta let people know why you like geeking out, geeking out over something. Cause I was like, oh, why are you bugging? I was like, yeah, I like that. Cause they had, cause they got, cause they gave us our own wall. Like when you go into Foot Locker, right? I don't know, not just every Foot Locker, cause I've been, I don't go to, I don't go, I don't go to sneakers. I don't go to malls. I'm just want to be clear. So it's like right by the register, so you can't help but see the vans. Got the nice little logo. I, do we do need two pictures? They got one picture for the van section. Yeah, I got like three pictures for the Nike section, but I ain't, I'm just saying we need our second picture because that wall is bare. The second part of that wall is bare at this store. Anyway, two dudes was helpful. The other people were just like you was just in their way in the store. Wow, I don't, brother, I don't like that. I don't need. I'm like, I'm like, even if I wanted to buy something, at first I wouldn't go and buy anything. I end up, I end up, I end, up, I ended up buying what? I end up buying some van slides. Van's gonna pay me back the money, which is funny. Which is funny. So anyway, so it was like, cause I, cause I wanted to, cause I was like, yo, you work on commission, you work on commission. It's like, yeah, and I was like, okay, cool. I only bought something from them, and I bought like a, another pair of sneakers at House of Who, just cause they was nice. I was like, just cause you two are, I made sure like. They, they probably didn't care. I was like, I'm. A, I was like, because you two said something actually when we walked in here that I'm gonna be that I'm gonna buy something. Cause I ain't, I don't shop at the fucking mall. Everything I get at the mall, I get online. I don't, and you get it cheaper. I just be, you know, it's just it is what it is. You know, shot the shot the villa. Villa is owned by DTLR. We we went into which is a very a huge country. I didn't even mean start the podcast like this. <laughs> I get to my Galileo in a minute. I'm gonna get to my Gal. I didn't even mean to start a podcast like this because when we went into DTLR, mind you, because he don't know nothing. He just at the he, he looking for some. This man said he looking for some Air Force ones. I'm so I'm, I'm so disgusted. He went from Georgia to the Air Force. I'm like, are you fresh out of prison? Like they probably think my brother was fresh out of prison. This man was in <laughs> this man was in Foot Locker looking at jogging suits. I was like, you dressing like a fucking prisoner. Oh, shit. you know, you get the. I haven't. I didn't even know people. I know people do this, but I didn't know people. First of all, if you're going to LA or anywhere in California, why the hell would you buy a jogging suit? A fleece one. Like he bought the top and the bottom. Oh. Same color. It was like a regular. It was like a basic, too. It was like a, a black. Like you bought black. It's, it's still hot over there, right? I imagine that it's burning balls. Yo, by the way, if you're listening to this on the East Coast, this is the last episode you can listen to the Aka Minority Podcast this year in your underwear. Unless you got like, a, unless you got your heat on in your house. But I'm just saying, without the heat on, because, you know, some of us listen to the Aka Minority Podcast with our pants off, because I recorded with my pants off. We're like a small tribe of people. <laughs> it's freezing outside. We the underwear boys. We the underwear boys. But don't go outside. Don't listen to Aka Minority outside with your pants off. You're going to freak. Your balls going to freeze. <laughs> the nuts going to be cold in hell, but you're going to feel all the blood. You're going to feel all the veins and blood in your... Oh, no. Don't do that, baby. But anyway, he was... Man, he, he ain't got no kind of style. Oh, my God. He ain't got no kind of style. They probably was like, he fresh out of prison. Oh, shit. He ain't fresh out <laughs> of prison. He ain't fresh <laughs> out of prison, y'all, by the way. I'm just, I'm just saying he dressed like he is. Like, Man, damn, jog, a whole jogging suit. Like, bro, what the hell? And you know DTLR is like the hangout spot for <laughs> I don't yo, know, the shoe, shoe stores. Yo, shout out to DTLR. Cause DTLR sent me some shoes for my birthday. 
So I had to hook, hey. so I had to go for I had to go for DTLR. So we in DTLR. As soon as we walk in there, you can see the contrast between Foot Locker and DTLR. Cause the dude at DTLR, as soon as we walk in the door, hey, what's up, bro? He done dapped us up. Hey, what's up, bro? Y'all good? Y'all good? You know, let me know if y'all need something. I'm like, damn, there's some good customer service. Mm-hmm. He was hooking. He was he he had he was dabbing us up. We um we were standing there for me. It's like yo. He was like you, you, he said you need you need me you need me to show y'all something. I was like nah, we good man. We just looking around like you know. I'm thinking my mind. My brother's lost. He's one of those people. <laughs> He's one of those people. Don't know what the fuck they want. And then he almost got his phone stole. Ooh. I, I had we would I think we would have got the fight with the dude. We would have got the fight with the dude that tried to steal the phone in detail. I think the, I think the um employee would have helped us beat the dude up. Cause my brother's so stupid, he put his phone next to him while he was looking at the shoes, and this little, this little weird, you know, this little scraggly looking ass dude walked in. And he like came over there, like he was like standing there for a minute behind my brother, like he was trying to, like he was about to try to pull that jack move. And I guess my brother sensed it and like put his phone in his pocket, and then, then the dude magically gonna walk away. Oh, he was about to get my <laughs> brother, man. He was about to get his ass, cause a, a little dude came in too. They about, they about, they about to try to get the whoop on him. But anyway. He ended up. He ended up speaking to jail. He ended up getting like some 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 orange and some orange Nikes out of there. The new ones with like the logo patches on them. Uh huh. I'm like, what the fuck is you gonna wear with this? Like you're you. That's some shit that I would buy. Like some orange shoes because I know I got like a million shoes. Mm-hmm. If you don't got a million shoes, if you don't got a million shoes, you can't be buying. You can't be buying the exotic colors. <laughs> Like you can't you can't buy this like cause you buy you buy your blacks you buy your blues you buy your whites and then you buy the funk. I like can't mm-hmm. go like you can't go funky when you got no when you got no other colors. What the hell you going with? You can't go funky every day. Anyway, damn, I've been talking about this for eight minutes. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. This part boring and shit to y'all. No. Cause good, cause good, Lord. We ain't even gonna talk about the awkwardness. Well, the awkward, well, the awkwardness that was in my head. But we gonna we gonna get us some new models. We gonna get us some new models. We gonna change somebody's life. That's not, that's why like we offer them things out there. We gonna change somebody's life. Hey, cause that one, cause that one girl in there did have this like this dope ass. She had like the dope ass tattoos. Mhm. And I that, but I ain't had no business card on me. And then it's it just sounds it it sounds. I'm telling y'all, all y'all out here with these whack ass pickup lines ruin people that are actually trying to like conduct some business. Cause you can't be like, hey, have you ever thought about modeling to a person anymore? Because now you you. You fake photographers out here saying that shit to people. <laughs> like I'm really trying to put somebody on, but anyway, we gonna we gonna get that settled. We gonna get that settled. But in, what was I talking? About? Oh, so we was in like I think then we went to Macy's. My, I hate them all. Have I told you how much I hate them all? Yeah, just a little bit. The shot the DTLR. I was able to use my. I was able to use my um, family and friends discount. Hey. So anyway, in May, yo, the mall's trash. The mall is so the mall is so trash. I man, the mall is so trash. The mall is so trash because it's a bunch of it's just a bunch of bad fashion. That's why I don't like the mall. It's just like it's where people with no style go. Overpriced. Like overpriced trash. Like the mall, I've never. I man, the mall is trash. The mall is tra- you would what what? No, San Juan's never opened in the store in the mall. <laughs> oh my god you shop in the mall step your game up go to bo- you need to be a boot you need, y'all need to become boutique shoppers if you guys shop offline you need to be boutique shopping you do not need to be in no mall <laughs> when 
women and men being there looking out. Everybody look be looking mad, like like ugh, I gotta be here. Like no, you don't have to be here. Anyway, change your life up. Stop going to balls. <laughs> I think my brother was like, yo, I'm trying to go to Manhattan. I said, nigga, what? Oh, he bought. Oh, by the way, he bought him a um shoulder. He bought him a a a shoulder bag. Really? While he was at DTLR. He bought him one of those. He bought him a man purse. What? We ain't gonna talk about how he was wearing it at first. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't, he was wearing it like a fanny pack. But, oh my god. <laughs> those five seconds before I corrected him on how to wear it, I was so embarrassed. He talked, why you don't get one? I said, because I'm old as shit. I'm not in my early 20s. I'm not getting the shoulder back. If I wear one, I'm wearing like a. I'm wearing it on my back. I ain't wearing it on my front, on my chest. On, bro, that that wow. Anyway, what the hell was I talking about? Why the hell? Yeah, I've been talking about this for eleven minutes. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> this, I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, so when we was in Macy's, Macy's, this woman walked by and she was wearing a queen shirt, and I go, Galileo, Galileo. And she just looks, and I go, I'm just a poor boy. Nobody likes me. He's just a poor boy. Nobody likes him. And then she just looks, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I, I, said, I said to her, I said, are you for real? And she go look at me like, are you for real? You don't want to randomly sing in the middle of the story. I said, I said, I said, I, I said you don't stop disrespecting Freddie Mercury and everything that is queen to take that shirt off when you get home, please, and burn. You don't deserve it. I hate people like that. This sounds like the angry podcast, the angry, angry, angry minority. Not for real. I hate people that wear shirts and they don't know nothing about it. Like, you can't wear a Nirvana shirt and you can't name a Nirvana song. You can't wear a Led Zeppelin shirt and not know nothing about Led Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody walk around with a Dr. Dre shirt on and never heard Dr. Dre a day in their life. Snoop. Doggy dog. Uh, they were like, they were like, what Snoop Dogg got to do with Dr. Drake? I'm like, bro, go home. <laughs> like, go home. Cause you got, cause you can't, cause you can't just name a Snoop. You can't na- name a Dr. Drake song. You got to throw them off. You got to go. You got, you got to do Snoop Dogg. They were like, oh, Dr. Drake produced that. Yeah. <laughs> Mister Buster, where the fuck you at? Can't scrap for lick. So I know you got your gat, your dick on hard for fucking your road dogs. The hoods I grew up. Man, listen. I, I still find it funny that Dr. Drake was talking about putting his dick in another man's gap tooth. Gap tooth in your mouth so my dick got to fit. Like, what? Like, yo, rap me having some questionable. <laughs> like, what? Rap me having some. I st- okay, can y'all please. Okay, I'm not from the hood, so I don't understand this. If you're not gay, why are y'all always talking about sticking y'all dick in another man's mouth? Got teeth in your mouth, so my dick got to fit with my nuts on your tonsils. What, what, dick, what, um, what, what's the new dog say with my nuts on your tonsils while you're on stage rapping at your rock ass concerts? Like, but I swear, DMX got a song where he say, Every time you niggas come around, I just gotta get it, just made me think I gotta get my dick sucked. Like, what? Like, are you so, are you, do you like men or what? But anyway, it's, it's, Rap is com- rap is very rap is very questionable lines. It's like, okay, so are you gay or not? Because if you're not gay, then what the hell are you talking about? Like I understand, I can understand you gay. If Frank Ocean say it, cause when Frank Ocean was to my second dick, 
I forgot what song it is on Blondie. But it was like, okay, cool. Frank Ocean's gay. But you niggas ain't gay. So what the hell are you talking about putting your dick in the... You, you put you put your you put your nuts in a person's mouth while you yelling one eighty seven on an undercover cop like what? Like these are these are wild sex acts by the way. These just don't sound like a lot. These don't sound like fun. <laughs> so a lot of rap songs like that. Oh man, it is suck my dick. It's suck, 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 suck. like damn, bro. Like bro, okay, okay, bro. What up? What up? What up? Floats your boat, find your lost limo. Anyway. She looked at me like I was crazy, and I was like, "So you really don't know who Queen? Oh, I just like the shirt. Listen, don't buy a Queen shirt if you never heard of Queen. How can you not know? We are the champions, my friend. We'll keep on fighting till the end. We will, we will, we will rock, rock you. you. Like, come huh. on, man." <laughs> I wanna know. See the difference. Yo, Freddie Mercury was that dude. I cannot wait for Rhapsody. But um, I cannot. I cannot wait for the movie. November second. Bohemity Rhapsody. I can't say the words. Yo, you know, you know, um, Freddie Mercury actually designed the designed the logo for Queen. He like designed the logo himself. Really? Yeah. We go. We gonna toss in the fact that Freddie Mercury's favorite artist was Aretha Franklin and Jimi wow. Hendrix. So, but the but the but the I hope I hope in the movie they put this in there. Mm-hmm. Mary with so for a long time because as y'all know Freddie Mercury was, was was gay. He was gay. He was he, he wasn't he wasn't late later in his career he became openly gay, but at first mm-hmm. he wasn't like openly gay. So for the longest time he had he was in a relationship with this woman Mary Mary Austin. So she was his beard. So when he died, because he when he died, he left all his money, his house, and his royal and the queen royalties to her. All his share of the queen royalties to her. Wow! Talk about talk about talk about the greatest beard of all time. Mm-hmm. Like he just said, fuck that shit. He said, fuck that. You've been a down ass bitch. I'm gonna just leave you this shit because they've been because they was like <laughs> at one point they was going yo he was gonna go through with the whole thing. He was he was like engaged to her and shit. He was like, well, he he, you know, they, he came out. I think he, he ba- it. It depends on the way you look at coming out for Freddie Mercury. But basically, everybody knew he was gay. He wasn't with her anymore at the time of his death or nothing like that. So they they had been broke up, but they had remained close friends or whatever. But yo, that shit is that's a down ass bitch. Like yo, she was like, I knew he was gay. I get, I want him to come out. We want to come out. No. That's very nice. Yeah, that's the thing. There's a difference between knowing and not knowing and then, like, finding out. Yo, that sucks, man. When you find out they on a down low, you're like, (laughs) what the fuck? Like, I, but I I don't know. If I'm married to a woman and one day she'd be like, yo, I'm a lesbian. I'd be like, I I think I'd be like, cool. Cause what can you do? It's not like yo, I'm leaving you for somebody else that's the same gender as you. It's that you are a lesbian and you just finally want to accept the fact. And if they apologize too, be like, sorry, I brought you into this. I guess yeah. you can be like, yo, cause it's not. It's what really can you say to this person? They can't help the way they feel. They should have never brought you into this, but they could have been confused and thinking it was bisexual. Mm-hmm. See, now that's different. But if you know now. 
Yeah, if you're like, on the, yeah, if you're on the down, if you're on the download, you'd be like, nah, I'm gonna drag this shit out, and I'm just gonna drag you into this. And yeah, that's kind of trash. Yeah, and then they have tons of babies. Oh man, I ain't gonna say nobody. I ain't gonna say nobody name, but I swear this one girl. Yeah, I swear this. I swear this one girl. She name. She knew. She she well she. She knew she she knew she was a lesbian, and everybody knew mm-hmm. she was le- and she knew she was a lesbian, and like she got pregnant by this. Woman. Poor dude, poor dude, poor dude. That's now her her now her her um wife out off living a happy life and shit, but this dude stuck being a baby daddy. Cause she knew uh, she was a lesbian. I think one day, one year, she just rubbed it in the nigga face. I only think she meant to do it. You know, like sometimes you do something, you don't even mean to do it. Yeah. She was like, yo. Because she was talking about her girlfriend. She said, from the moment I met you, I knew that you would be the one. Here we are, 10 years later, still in love. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, shit. 10, year, 10 years later, <laughs> you you was with old boy at least five years ago. Because your son, <laughs> like, six. I was like, oh, my God. I know. But that's the homie, man. That's the homie. So I, I, I so hey, maybe maybe she told him. Maybe maybe she told him, and he was like, "Yo, okay, fuck it. six. Well, like, hey, I got a, I got a lesbian prick. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's the way he looked at it. I don't know. I never. I, I this is something I never discussed with her because I don't even want to know the answer. <laughs> I just knew she. No, actually, oh, I'll take it back because she was gonna get married to this man. Oh wow! Oh man, nah. See, I take back all. Oh man, you got you hurt. <laughs> oh man, no, that that no, that gotta hurt. That gotta hurt. You think you about to marry this woman? And she be like, "Yo, I'm a lesbian," and it's like, "Damn, did she play you for the baby?" Nay. Oh man, you know this woman, by the way. You know this woman, by the way. <laughs> anyway, yo, shout out to her. Shout out to her and her wife. They're a beautiful couple. Hey, 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 hey. I don't even know what I want to talk. I don't, I don't even know what the transit. We should do an Aquamel, then we're going to talk about Angie's book. We should do an Aquamel because it's probably, again, it's probably an Aquamel um, episode. Yeah, and then I want to talk about, so, yeah, okay, so yeah, let's, 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 do, let's do an Aquamel. Okay, hold on one second. Let me just. That's why I end up. <laughs> but yeah, how y'all doing out? Why, why she pulled up Aquamel? How y'all doing out there today? Did y'all survive? Are y'all surviving this week so far? Hope y'all surviving this week so far. I hope y'all have watched the the documentary we have did we did with Dreamville. That should be out right now. The Curious Case of Dreamville should be up right now for you guys to watch on IGTV exclusively on IGTV. Make sure you go to the Ica Minority on Instagram and check that documentary out. Click the IGTV link. Watch our documentary. Let us know how you feel. Share with all your friends on social media because I'm pretty sure you would love this deep dive that we take into looking at each and every artist of Dreamville. We took some time to put it together. We made sure we gathered every bit of it. We made sure it's entertaining. Let's just say that. You got that you got that Aquamail queued up? Yes. Okay. Awkward mail. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast, the awkward mail. Where you ask for advice and damn it, we give it to you. If you are in need of advice or if you are a rapper and want to let us know why you tell other men to suck your dick but you're not gay, feel free to email me at jvars at planetothersancorn.com. That is J-A-V-A-R-S. 
A-R-I-S at Planet of the Sanquan. S-A-N-Q-U-O-N.com. I just want to know. Y'all can't be homophobic and telling people suck their dick. Suck your dick. I just want to let y'all know. Anyway, or you can email Lady Godiva at Skadir at wordsbyladyg.com. That's G-H-A-D-I-R at wordsbyladyg.com. What do we what do we have today? All right. So this one says, Am I just burned out on a hobby or have I truly lost interest? From the zombie guy. College student. I've been gaming my whole life and I got really heavy into it in in the late 2010 when I was 13. I became very good at a few online games and I have played them consistently for almost eight years through all of the iteration, or iteration, sorry. For the past year and a half or so, though, it's been kind of weird. I haven't had the same passion for them. I don't get the same enjoyment and release of stress from them that I used to, and sometimes, sometimes I even quit in the middle of a match if I'm playing by myself because my mind just isn't in it, and it starts to feel like a chore. I still play them almost every day for a short period Simply because I have friends that I've made over the years that I do this with. And I obviously still want to be able to spend time with them. While it's very rare that I get any genuine enjoyment from the games themselves right now, it does happen sometimes. I can occasionally get the same sense of enjoyment and satisfaction that I had so much of before. There's still a part of me that wants to enjoy them on the level that I used to and feels like I still can. That hasn't happened yet, though, and I'm left not knowing if I'm just burned out and would benefit from a break or if I have lost interest altogether and should start looking for a new hobby. Any advice? Want me to go or you? Go right ahead. Well, it sounds like you're doing it too much because I, I think I go through that period of time where you just don't, it's, I guess the older you get, the more you feel guilty for enjoying yourself outside of things that you should be doing or that you deem should be doing. Because whenever I'm playing a video game, I think I play it for like 30 minutes or 10 minutes. Like you were saying, it's just feel like cause the older you get, the more you got to fight that feeling that you should be doing something else because society told you, you should do something else. So you should just, you should just honestly take a break. Like you say, you play it every day. Just take a, just take a, like a break, like take like a month break, take like a week break, take a play it whenever you feel the desire to. Don't play it out of obligation because you spent sixty dollars or you or you know or friends are on the game. If you play it for the love of the game, then I promise you that it will come, it will come back. Don't play it just because you got it. Try to block out any any guilty feel, cause but leisure for me, leisure time is very guilty time. The for, I had to force myself to not do thing, to do something for an hour, and that have to be like the the worst hour ever, because it's like I could be doing something else, but it's like I do need to give my my mind a mental break. Mm-hmm. So you sometimes you just got sometimes you just got to fight that feeling and be like, fuck that shit, I'm gonna do this shit regardless of what the hell it is. But you just might you just honestly might be tired because you play it every day, you will get tired of it. I can ma- I can imagine. So just give it a, just walk away from it a little bit, get a new hobby, have. Like you were saying, you should get another hobby. That way, you can have more than one hobby, so that it can actually be a hobby instead of a like you like you were describing that. Start, it do sound like a chore. If that's your only hobby, then you gotta get another hobby if it's causing you this much. If you're thinking this much about it, then yeah, you need to get another hobby, man. 
Or you need to tell right. your girlfriend to stop stop guilt stop being <laughs> you need to tell your girlfriend to stop guilt tripping you. That would it really sound like. Why are you always playing that game? You need to talk to me. <laughs> like, yo, I just talked to you for like three hours. So I want those other thirty minutes. But yeah, you got it. You got anything? No, I I I agree with what Jesus Shuttlesworth says, and uh, let us know how that works out for you. All right. Okay. So should I talk about Angie Martinez's book or this 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 ridiculous white dude problem? The whitest or should I, should I talk about Angie Martinez's book first or should I talk about the whitest problem ever? Um, Angie Martinez. All right. So a couple a couple weeks ago, a week ago, I picked up Angie Martinez's book and I'm I'm thirty pages from completing it. And I have to say, this has been one. This is this is this is some great shit. Nice. It tell it's it's called the book is called Angie Martinez My Voice. The Ford is by J. Cole. And I I wanna I wanna I wanna read the Ford to y'all. Hold on. Lady Godiva entertaining while I go get the book. Talk to them, Lady Godiva. <laughs> so have I know Jesus Shuttlesworth asked how y'all day was, but um what's been going on? What what uh hobbies have you guys picked up um recently? Let us know. Interact with us on the awkward minority on Instagram. And um we'd really appreciate it. We love thank you to everyone that has been interacting. Um y'all family, speak up. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna read y'all the four, the four because I'm trying to I'm trying to walk y'all into this book because this book is wild. It's not spoiler alerts because a lot of this shit y'all probably already know, but I'm going to read y'all this for it. She said, I mean, J. Cole said, there was a time when hip-hop was brave. It was young and didn't know any better. The rappers were bold and courageous. They won no awards. The people who documented this culture were fearless too. They were first and foremost fans, grateful to have something to love. And they allowed themselves to say, have, and be proud of the platform they stood on. They too won nothing. Hip-hop today is afraid. It's older now, and it knows too much. It knows too much about business. It knows too much about charts and first-week sales. It cares so much about the awards. These people who document hip-hop today are cowards too, jaded by now, entitled, so afraid of losing their jobs, slow, so slow to see the waves, quick to ride the waves when they have nothing to say already angie martinez is cut from original cloth this is the this is the cloth they use when they realize that new stuff was cheaper and more cost efficient this cloth is more honest more courageous more genuine the cloth is much more than thankful to even have an opportunity and be less afraid to love it i treasure this cloth because i know that is nothing more that can be learned from it that could be taught to the ones today because they're so afraid. If we study the product of the past, we may be able to improve the state of everything now. That's why I be having so many questions for Angie. Like, where did you start? Like, J. Cole fucking ether, y'all niggas, man. <laughs> he said y'all some pussy. He said y'all afraid. He said y'all some scary pussy. Uh, that got that's the whole four. That got me hyped. 
They got me hyped for the book. The book talks about her child. The book talks about her childhood, how she first got into radio, how she almost got fired from radio. Yo, Angie Martinez was a badass kid. Angie Martinez, Angie Martinez was like skipping school and shit. <laughs> she like got into like madness school and got kicked out of madness school, and then she had to go to regular school and then she started flunking regular school. Her mom, she said, she said her mom at one point. Had to slap the common sense into her. She said her mom had never. I, I don't want to spoil the book for y'all, so that's but that's about the only part I talk about from that part. But yo, she got this story in here about beating up Ben, beating up Wendy Williams. What? Yes, this is what I really wanted to talk about because she put them. She put them paws on Wendy Williams. Wow. So the thing, the thing goes at the time at the time, Angie, because I don't want to spoil the book for y'all because she also talks about how she first got her start in radio. How she didn't even want to be in radio. I mean, how she didn't want to. How she didn't even know she would be on air. And it's really weird to read these things because we know Angie Martinez as Angie Mar fucking Tinez. Like I would love to be interviewed by Angie Martinez. That's my only one goal. That's my only one wish in life to be interviewed by Angie Martinez. We know how big of a, you know how big of an icon she is in this world. She even talks about how she first started rapping. Wow. You know, it's ladies' night. What? It must be Angie on the mic. Butter pee, honey. Got the sugar, got the spice. Roll that outside. I just wrote this motherfucker up last night. And uh, I'm a rookie on this all-star team. Me and, Thelman, me and Kim is getting cream like Thelman Larise, but on Chrome. Never leave that Brooklyn shit alone. So if you say it's on, then it's on. Yo. Listen. <laughs> yo, listen. Listen. I'm going to get to the end of my... I'm going to get to the... Her first, her, first, her first rap was with KRS-One, by the way. Carol has one called her the port, you know, the the butter butter pecan Puerto Rican. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah. So my bad, my bad. So um, yeah, that's crazy that your first rap is like a rap with with KRS one, right? Like, and you can get some life lessons out of the book. Like her, her, she always talk about how she, how she's just open to new opportunities. She was like, she never would have thought she would be rapping, but KRS was like, I like your voice, and I think you could, I think you could really rhyme. I think you will be able to rhyme. And you know, she parlayed. Y'all know Angela Martinez had a rap career, so she talked about that. It's a the book. The book is about. I think I want to say the book is like three hundred pages, and the three hundred pages of great shit. Nice. Like it really turns up. She talks about why she left Hot ninety seven. I don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to sports. We really need to have a book club. I got to figure out a way for us to have a book club episodes. Right. Will be really die because I want to take books chapter by chapter. Because Angel Martinez's book is one of those. I do want to do Brave New World. I we definitely need to. We definitely need to go back and talk about. We definitely need to go back and talk about. Do Android sheet dream of. Do do what do do Androids dream of electric sheep? Right. Because Rick out here having sex with Androids, bro. <laughs> and it was casual too. He like cheated on his wife in the most casual way. Like the book didn't allude. The book didn't allude to it as like scandalous. I was like, yeah. He was like kissing her on the lips. She she felt nothing because she's an Android. And he sleep <laughs> with, and he sleep with him like, bro, you fucking an Android, bro. She's like, don't think, just don't think. She 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 knew what it was. She like before we even start. Just don't think of it. Just don't think too much about it. Just don't think too much about it. Like, yo, she was butting your ass up. Yo, that ending, what you think about the ending of that book? Man, it, they could have ended it better, honestly. I, I enjoyed the ending of the book. I think the ending of the book was you just a mentally exhausted human and life go, life go, it's a cycle. I think it's like a cycle of life and like 
it was like a cycle. I think they could have ended it better too, but I think it was going for more. If it's, it's a cycle of life, and the only thing, pre- the only thing they find, because pre- remember, the only thing they find precious in that world is like real humans, real animals, because they're not, because they're not connected to real emotions anymore. You can't give the animals fake emotions. You can't, you can't opioid the animals. So I think they have a strong connection and a kinship to the animals because the animals are the only thing that can't be controlled. Remember, every time they find an actual animal, they light up. Like when he thought he found, like when he, what, what, what was he thought he found? The lizard, and it turned out to be an electric lizard. And remember, his wife was like, "Yo, I should never told you this shit was electric because before I told, before you knew it was electric, your ass was ecstatic about this fucking lizard." Now you're like, mm-hmm. it was, it's a it's a weird reality, which is really funny because this reality the, the book is like set like a couple years from now. It's not too far from our reality. It it really is. It's like take out take out the animals and replace that with social media. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Y'all should go read. Y'all should go read. Y'all should go read. Do androids do androids dream of electric sheep? They also have a a Amazon documentary. I mean, not documentary. They have an Amazon show too, by the way. I don't know if or not you checked it out yet. Yeah, I did. Have you? I haven't checked it out. Is it good? It's somewhat similar to the book, but not entirely. Wait, they changed uh, up the book. What the fuck? They might well just do Blade Runner because Blade Runner, Blade Runner is based off the book. <laughs> Yo, y'all can't be okay. Listen, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna turn to that person. They'd be like, "Y'all gotta do the book exactly how it is." I'm gonna watch this show before I form an opinion. I'm gonna watch this show this week or try to this week, and let me get back to y'all. But anyway, so the Angie Martinez and Wendy Williams thing is what I'm gonna talk about. Did you know that Angie Martinez used to date Q-Tip? No. Like they had an on and off relationship for years. The only reason they um, only reason they ended up not being together is because Q-Tip got really heavy into his religion, Islam. I think I want to say, and she really she that wasn't her path to walk down. She was heavy uh-huh. into her. She was, so they basically broke up just because thing. So they was dating off and on for a couple of years. And Wendy Williams used to be a radio DJ at Hot ninety seven. She came from the what? Band. But yeah, yeah, you need to get this book. <laughs> you need to get this book because what happened was okay. I guess okay. Little little random history. Before Hot ninety seven was a hip hop station, there was a there was a, a dance station. Now. Hip hop was new. Hip hop was new in the night. Like hip hop was new, in, like in the, you know the seventies, eighties, whatever, whatever. It was new, but in the nineties, it started to take shift. And Hot ninety seven wanted to make a transition, so it was they it, they slowly started with the transition. At first, they brought in Flex, and Flex would do like the radio on like Fridays and shit, like Funkmaster Flex. Funkmaster, you know, y'all know Funkmaster Flex, y'all know. You know, Phone Master Flex talking shit, which is really funny because they said Phone Master Flex used to never want to flex, used to never want to talk on the air. And like, there was like the radio, the radio program director used to be like, yo, you got to talk at least three minutes every now and then. You got to talk at least three minutes. It's why he was just, at first, he was just talking in the room because Angie Martinez, I, I'm trying not to share too much of the book with y'all. And so I'm not going to tell y'all how she got to be doing most of this stuff, but Angie Martinez used to run the boards for her. 
and Angie Martinez, he said she was like, he would just be talking to the room like, yo, what up, Angie? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, just like it was like a little tidbit shit. But yeah, so Hot 97, <laughs> Hot 97 had bought Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams station was like a, a dark contemporary. They had bought their station. So Wendy Williams went on right before and y'all have to read about y'all have to read about how angie martinez got the tupac interview she put she put snippets in the tupac interview in the book and it's amazing too I'm, i hope i hope i'm selling y'all on buying this book because i feel like i'm selling y'all great on buying this book she'll talk one time one point i'm gonna get to the wing williams fight i'm sorry i'm sorry y'all but I, I love this book so much and i just got done reading it it's like at one point it, she's interviewing Tupac and she said Tupac was like yelling and shit. He was like very adamant on getting his point across that he wasn't really, he re he didn't really hate the New York. He just fucking hate Biggie. And she said at one point he goes, Ange, just so you know, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at the situation. So please don't think I'm yelling at you. Like you cool, man, you cool. If you want, she said, if I'm making, he said, if I'm making you uncomfortable, let me know. And I try to work on that. And he said, if you want, I can give you, I can give you a gun and you can, and you can hold it. He's like, you could be, I give you a load. He said, I give you a loaded gun and you can hold it. And she was like, is it weird that I thought that gesture to be cute? <laughs> like, see, like he was like just yelling this shit. Like he was like, she was like, he just, he was just yelling. Cause he was talking about the Tupac, he was talking about the Tupac and Biggie shit. Uh -huh. He said at one point, he just gave me a gun. He said he'd give me a gun and I could just be cool about it. Like I could just, I could tell him to chill out. And uh, you know, if she feeling uncomfortable. That shit is that's that shit. crazy. I like I like I like I like it. Like yo. I know, right? <laughs> yo, and then there's one point. Oh my god, okay, I have to read this. I have to read this one thing. It was this is this is um this is about Big's funeral. This is about Big's funeral. This is Big's funeral. Big's funeral. Say after the funeral service, we was going to to a big procession to a company's bigs company's bigs urn and drive through the neighborhood of Brooklyn. And we were walk as we were walking out, I saw Mary J. Blige, little Kim, and a few others headed towards their car. One of them turned back to say, Ange, come with us. So I followed them. Not sure where they were going, we were all just walking. Kim was crying, like crying from her gut. <laughs> they both got in the car, but I waited outside. I didn't want to intrude on their moment. It was too real. And then I heard someone call, Come in the car. Kim wants you to come in the car. I remember sitting in that car with Kim and a couple of her girlfriends and Mary sitting next to me and I was sitting next to her. I didn't know what to say or how to feel. I had just watched the movie Still Magnolias and I love that scene where her daughter where her daughter dies and at the funeral one of them one one of them says to the mom, I don't know how you feeling on the inside, but you look amazing on the outside. And really, looking at Kim, she did look beautiful. And I had to show, and I had to show up at the funerals for someone I love. Okay, hold on, my bad. And really looking, because it's dark as hell in the room. And really looking at Kim, she did look beautiful. If I had to show up to a funeral for someone I love, I would probably be in shambles, and someone would not even want to speak to me at that point. I mean, how do you pull yourself together at a time like this? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell her. Damn, my, my bad, y'all. I could tell that she was in pain, but she still looked good. So I said, so I said that to her. I said, Kim, I don't know how you feel inside, but you look beautiful. And she stopped crying for a minute and looked at me, and she just laughed for 
for for a second like are you fucking kidding me and then kim said that's one of the weirdest things to say but thank you <laughs> wow that was funny to me. That shit had me cry laughing. That shit had me cry laughing. She said, I said, she said, I don't know how you feel it inside, but you look beautiful on the outside. <laughs> Girl, this ain't a damn movie. <laughs> Big just got killed and you like, yo, I don't know how you feel it inside, but yo, my nigga, you look good on the outside. <laughs> But yeah, it's just like an excerpt. I couldn't, my bad, y'all. It's dark. It's dark as hell, and I'm trying to read. I'm not gonna read no more because it's dark as hell. But okay, I'm gonna get to the wing it was like. She got that, but I'm telling y'all, this book is good. Make sure I click the link in the description of this episode for y'all can get that book because this book is phenomenal. It's gonna make you look at Angie Martinez in a totally different light. You're gonna find out a bunch of things. You're gonna find out. I left out a whole, like, I left out all the good shit about Angie Martinez's life in this book. Trust me. It's stuff you didn't even know. I don't even think nobody knew this shit. Like, some of this stuff in the book. You could be like, what? I'm like, maybe because I ain't live in New York or nothing. But I, I didn't even know. But, but okay, go back to the Williams fight. So for months, when the Williams went for, well, for, for just. So when Hot 97 bought Wendy's Williams Station, obviously she came in. So Angie, Angie Martinez did the six, you know, Angie Martinez did the, did the, did this, did like, I guess for like six to 10, you know, she did, she did, the, she did the, she did the night spot and then Fleck came on after her. Wendy Williams did drive talk radio, like afternoon drive talk or whatever. It's different from from fucking Angie's. I think I think drive talk radio is like two to six or some shit. So she said on the on the air, Wendy will always be saying some slick shit, but she wouldn't be saying it in reference to her. But she'll be saying it like you know how you saying something, but you're not saying it like you like it's like an in your window type thing. She she'd be like, you know, some of the 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 um some of the female DJs up here, they want to be friends with the rappers. I'm not into that. You know, like taking subtle jabs. And you know, people coming to her and be like, yo, you know, Wendy's talking shit about you on the radio. And Anne said she'll brush it off. And she said at one point, they kept on saying it so much that she walked up to Wendy. She was like, Hey Wendy, do you have a problem with me? She was like, Girl, no. Like she kept on scrubbing it off. So another month, so you know, months ago by, and then Wendy would do it again. And she said, Angel was like, yo, can you stop talking about? So she was like, every time it get more and more personal. Like she'd be like, you know, some of these DJs want to date the rapper. They dating rappers and shit. You know, just keep on going to Ange in like a, a passive aggressive way for no fucking reason. So she'll come mm-hmm. up to her and she'll correct her. And she said, it said it went from being months apart to weeks apart. She said, she said then one time she checked her and you know, when it was like, okay, I'm never gonna talk about you again on the radio. You know, you know, and I went to the producers like, yo, it's making me uncomfortable that I gotta sit here and walk in this hallway and see this woman every day and she don't air talking about me. I ain't never do nothing to her. I don't even know her like that. I wanna keep it professional. You know, do something about this. Mm-hmm. So then it comes a time where Wendy Williams had a Wendy Williams had a website. Now this is around the time when websites wasn't that common, and Wendy Williams had like her personal website. And she why she why Wendy Williams go and put in big bold letters, "Hot ninety seven, Hot ninety seven DJ dates gay rapper." Oh, talking about Q Tip because you know as 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 Angie put it, 
Wendy Williams called every damn rapper gay. Every rapper in the history of life is gay to her. Everybody's gay, blah, blah, blah. So she goes and she goes and she put like all his business, like Angie Martinez is dang Q-tip. But I guess she like, I guess she like dating, dating men that like men. Somebody just air, just airing out all their business and basically like t talking down to them. So wow. she said, so she said, she and she called Q-tip, but Q-tip was like, y'all don't know her about that. And, and just be on that bullshit. Then she said, no, fuck that. It was the last time it was ever going to be done again. So she said the next morning she drives to the station and she goes in early because she want to make sure she catches Wendy Williams before, right when she gets off her shift. She says, I go into that station and I'm mad. She said, I'm like bubbling mad. She said, fire is coming out of my ears because I done told this bitch once. I done told this bitch twice. I done told this bitch five times. Like she was, that, that was she said in the book. I done told this bitch. Because y'all know Angie. Angie, 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 New York death. She Brooklyn death. So, you know, she <laughs> talked, she talked in the book. She write, the book is written how she talked. So, yo, okay. she got the yo, she got the yo's. That shit is mad dumb. That shit is mad stupid. Fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? So she like, I go into the station and I see Wendy. And she said, when she's walking past Wendy, Wendy gives, she said Wendy's little wig or whatever is bouncing around by like she don't got a care in the world. And she goes, hey, Ange. As she's going to the bathroom, she said, I don't know what the fuck it was about that Ange that made, that felt so impersonal and fake. But she said, I went, I paced, she said, I paced back and forth out the, outside that motherfucking bathroom until she came out. Damn. She said he can't, she came out and she said, Yo, bitch, didn't I tell you stop fucking talking about me? And she's my aunt, talking about some um, Wendy trying to act nonchalant like she didn't know what was going on. Talking about, girl, what are you talking about? Ugh, whatever you talk about. She said, no, bitch, I told you stop fucking talking about me. She said, Wendy tried to like brush it off again. Those aunts was like, the next thing I know, I'm just swinging on her. Like whooping. The the way the way the way Angie Martinez puts it is that she beat she beat she beat she beat Wendy Williams up or whatever, but she tried to downplay it, you know, cause you know, cause you don't want to get no lawsuit. So she was like, I was just swinging on her. She was like, I'm just hitting her, and she said, I got to one point where I'm hitting her, but I'm realizing she's not hitting me back. She's like trying to get a. She said she's like trying to get away. So she said, "Here's Wendy Williams, big ass, trying to get away while I'm just pounding on her." And like the show producer, their show producer had to run in the hallway and break them up. Like, girls, what's going on? And Wendy goes, "She's crazy. She's crazy." And then she said, "Wendy Williams, this is the funniest part." She said, "Wendy Williams grabs like a mop, a mop head," and she says, "Here, she said, here's Wendy Williams holding the mop head." And I go, "What you gonna do with that?" And she goes, nothing. I can see Wendy Williams holding the mop head, her wig discombobulated. And she's like, what you going to do with that? And she's like, nothing. I'm going to do nothing. And she said, no, really? What you going to do with that? I can see, I can see like Andy, like, oh, you going to swing, bitch? Oh, you going to swing, bitch? I can see Andy doing that, right? Can't you picture Andy? Can't you picture Andy saying, yo, what you going to do with that? <laughs> you going to swing, bitch? You going to swing? You going to swing? Right. Tell him, oh, no, I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to do, I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> that was too funny. So about she noticed she wasn't hitting back. Yeah, I'm, I'm, she said. She said. She said. She said. Just, she said. At, at one point, I just realized that she wasn't even fighting me. So I just know she wasn't hitting me back. Damn. That is that that I'm telling you. This book is entertaining because I've been because. I've been waiting for that because I knew I, th I knew I, I knew about it because I think she discussed it on Joe Budden's podcast that part. So mm -hmm. 
So I'm so I'm like I'm waiting for that part in the book, and then it comes up around the hundred page mark. I'm like, yo, this shit is good. No, it's like Wendy had launched the website. At this point, websites weren't that big of a deal because not everyone was online yet, and the personal websites had just started. It was almost unheard of. So I got to her website, and it says, one of my co-workers is dating Q-Tip from a tribe called Quest. Oh, well, I guess some women like men who like men. Everybody was gay to Wendy. Every rapper you could think of in that era. I heard Wendy Williams called him gay. Not one or two, like every one of them. She was all about the gay rappers. That was her thing, and she was running with it. Are you fucking kidding me? We had just had a conversation about him, about this. I'm on fire, and I immediately called to tell Tip. Whatever he says, she's crazy. I wasn't even, I wasn't even trying to hear that. Fuck that, I insisted. I worked too hard and for too long to let this lady keep disrespecting me. I'm going to deal with her tomorrow. This is going to stop. I woke up the next morning as inferior as the night before, and I headed into work early to confront her. As I approached the station, I could feel my rage building. I couldn't focus on anything else, and I, and I couldn't shake it off. The crazy thing is that I normally would never confront anyone. When I was too emotional or angry, I tried to be smarter than that. It's impossible to operate from a, <laughs> from a common sense place when you're that worked up. I knew it would lead to a bad situation, but at that point, she had punished, she had pushed me into a corner. As I got into the elevator, I began. Oh man, y'all want to hear this or no? Yeah, you. My bad. Okay. As I as I got to the elevator, I began to work. I began to come to my senses and talk myself off the ledge. You know what? You're being crazy. You're not in high school. It's it's just Wendy. That is her stick. And this is what she does. Don't bring yourself down to her level. You're not going to do anything to her. That would be dumb. There has to be another way to work this out. I was almost calm when I stepped out the elevator and started making my way to the studio area. That's when I saw Wendy. She was she was prancing. She was prancing to the bed. What? My bad. She was prancing to the bathroom with her big wig waving up and down and all over the place like she didn't have a care in the world. Hey, Ange. And man, there was something about the way she said my name that made my fucking blood boil. It was so <laughs> phony and condescending. The whole time she was in the bathroom, I was right outside the ladies' room, waiting, pacing. Then Wendy comes out of the bathroom, and I'm standing right there. She stops quick. Didn't I tell you to leave me the fuck alone? What are you talking about? Wendy, I told you to leave me the fuck alone. She rolls her eyes. Ugh. And I lost my fucking mind. Right before I knew it, I was swinging at her. It was a quick scuffle. It only took a few seconds for me to realize that she wasn't really hitting me back. She was just trying to get off of... She was just trying to get me off of her. I think she was stunned. Nobody got hurt or anything like that. And then Skeletor, he boarded... The board, her board op at the time, came running out of the studio, shouting, girls, girls, what's going on? Ange, stop. At that point, Wendy began yelling, too. What is wrong with you? She grabbed the mop head that had been leaning against the wall outside the bathroom and just stood there with it like she wanted to, to have some sort. Oh, my, I forgot, the, I forgot the best part. She grabbed the mop head that had been leaning outside the wall outside of the bathroom and just stood there with it 
like she wanted to have some sort of sword fight or something. It was actually kind of funny. Even in the moment, I asked her, what are you going to do with that, Wendy? She said nothing. Calmly, I asked, no, seriously, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> she put it down and stormed back into the studio. I calmly walked to the program director's area and to my music director, Tracy Chapman's office. I just want you to know, before anyone else tells you, that I just put my hands on Wendy. She bounced right up out of her chair. What? She said, go sit down. Are you crazy? Stay right here. And, <laughs> and she went storming out into the studio. It mu I must have lasted four seconds sitting there, thinking I tried to handle it the nice, positive, right way multiple times. As I sat there recapping. Actually, y'all got to read the book. Because I'm, I'm about to read the whole thing. It's that great though. It's good as fuck. We was gonna end up. We was gonna end up reading every fucking page. But it's a good. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good book, man. That ain't even the best part of the book. Angie Martinez did crack the book. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. Angie Martinez almost ended up a crackhead, but you got to read the book to find out how she didn't become a crackhead. Actually, my bad, Angie. I'm not, I, I want. I want people to buy your book, but I don't want them to buy their book. And for the people that's never gonna buy your book, what happened was. You know, it was like, it was before the crack epidemic broke out. You know, crack was a new thing. So, Angie Martinez and all her friends was do, used to do weed. And her friends was like, yo, you know what's really get you high? This shit. And what it turned out to be was crack. So, they did it one time. And it, like, fucked them. It, like, it like got them real high. And I was like, yeah, we're going to do this shit again. And I guess crack was, you know, again, crack was like this new thing. So, it was like a scarce commodity. So, it was like, okay, we're going to do it on New Year's Eve. But then, Ooh. then like reports and shit about how crack can affect your brain and all this other shit. The crack, then the crack epidemic happened right before New Year's Eve. So Angel's like, "Yo, I was doing crack and this shit could have fucked me up. I'm never doing that shit again." So she did crack, like she did cocaine, crack cocaine, or cocaine crack or whatever. She did it one time and then never again. <laughs> That's the end of that story. Yeah. Y'all can read it. The book. The book. She even got her. How she met her husband is pretty cute. I, I said, "Oh, <laughs> that's in there." Q-tip. She, her. Oh man, her and Q-tip would have been a great relationship if they would have stayed together. But you know, religion and shit got in the way. That's crazy. Yeah, just it's a little good, bit. It's still good friends. They got man. They got a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit, good shit. This book is this book. This is a good book. I highly recommend this book to anybody that's into reading. I'm 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 tipped I'm tipped to read it right now, but yeah, she even talk about when you get to the part about why she left power. You man, I don't know that you look at power the same anymore. The, I'm sure not power nineties power ninety seven, not the TV show power. But yeah, it's it's a great book, man. Y'all gotta get it. It's on Amazon. The link is get on it. the link is in the description. Make sure y'all go out and get it. Angie Mar fucking Tinez, my voice. She even got the Jason. She even got the she even got the R. Kelly in there. She got the R. Kelly best of both worlds. Cause you know R. Kelly got pepper spray and that's the square. Oh my god. She got the Nas dissing her in there. What? Oh yeah. Yo, you didn't know this? You don't know the story about that? So No, I don't know a lot of things. <laughs> I know, and a lot, a lot of people listening probably yo. All the shit was gonna we're gonna we're gonna do Akamel next week, man. We're gonna do Akamel next week. Cause I guess I'm gonna tell I'm gonna finish this story and then I'm gonna finish. We're gonna talk about the um the the, the whitest the whitest thing ever, and then we're gonna get out of here. So 
Power 105 was just starting to become a thing. It had just started to become this shift to hip hop. And Angel Martinez felt that they was trying to break up the market so that Z100 could get the top spot. And they felt like Hot Power didn't want Power didn't want nothing to really do with hip. It's kind of like in a presidential election, whenever somebody's running for the Democratic Party, what people try to do or what people try to do, period, not Democratic, Democratic Republic, they do this shit all the time. Is they'll try to when it's two people, it's two people involved, right? Mm-hmm. You try to bring in a third party to pull votes from both, and hopefully your shit wins type thing. So it's like if Hot ninety seven is the only because Hot ninety seven was the only hip hop station was the only hip hop station in New York. So then you so then Clear Channel creates Power one hundred five. She felt Power 105's whole purpose was to take down Hot 97 from being the top spot and let Z100, which was a pop, you know, top 40 radio station, get the number one ratings type thing. So dilute the product. But anyway, they ain't got nothing to do with that. So basically, there was around a time when Jay-Z and Nas was really beefing with each other. Nas was supposed to do Summer Jam. Now, if y'all know about Nas had just dropped Ether, and mind you, Angie Martinez and Flex, they had Angie Martinez had this battle the band, a battle the beats thing. So I think through whole set, Flex whole set, they play they play Ether and they play Super Ugly back to 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 back. Y'all make a man back in the day when they premiered a song. It wasn't no internet. You couldn't go on the internet and hear the song. So you were gonna hear that they played on the radio. They imagine them playing them two songs back to back all night and letting callers call up and tell them who who they thought had the better who who they thought had the better song, right? Mm-hmm. Mind you, they said and they was like, we gonna play this shit all night, whatever. Boom, boom, boom. Y'all can call in, y'all can call in, y'all can call in all the way up to Angel Martinez show tomorrow, the next day. So they said people was calling in, and eventually, cause we all know Ether is better than Super Ugly. But the funny thing about this shit is that Angel Martinez was on air when Jay-Z, like, showed up to apologize for the comments he made on Super Ugly. And, like, as he's walking up to the stage, as he's walking into the station, Angel Martinez is like, yeah. And the winner of the Battle of the Beats between Super Ugly and Ether is Nas with Ether. Mind you, Angie Martinez is this is this is where the thing about Nas shit pisses me off a little bit because Angie Martinez is a big like Angie Martinez and Jay Z is best friends basically to a certain point like they're good friends like before Jay Z put the album out he makes sure he gets Angie Martinez approval so so you know she's showing nobody because she could have they could have read the votes let's be real they could have read the votes if they wanted to and be like yo yeah Jay Z had the better you know Jay Z had the better song even though Super Ugly is not nowhere near it. And then she even had to, and then she even put her relationship aside to be like, yo, yo, I'm going to say this shit, right? You know, I guess she, she didn't know he was coming up, but you know, he was right there. She could have, she could have played it off and not have said it, right? But she still, so in anyway, anyway, they ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm just trying to paint the picture because what I'm about to say kind of plays into that. So Nas, Nas was supposed to perform at Summer Jam. Nas wanted to bring a fucking noose on the stage and hang Jay-Z with it. Like a fake Jay-Z. Like a Jay-Z doll. They wanted to hang up Jay-Z doll at Summer Jam. What the hell? Summer Jam was like, bruh, you can ditch Jay-Z all you want, but you ain't fucking hanging no, you ain't hanging no fucking Jay-Z for no fucking noose on no Summer Jam stage. 
because this was around yeah. the time when Prodigy, when Jay Z put not Prodigy on the Summer Jam screen. So it was like they said you can diss him all you want, but you're not hanging him from a fucking noose on the Summer Jam stage. Wow. So, so Summer Jam comes and Nas, he decides he's not gonna show up for his set. So he goes over the night of while Summer Jam is going on. He put be on stage. Everybody leaves the stadium to rush to their cars. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? Nas is on the radio at Power 105 talking hella shit about Angie Martinez and Hot 97. Talking about they biased. They love, they got their loyalty to Jay-Z. So they won't let me hang him from, well, my bad. He didn't say, he didn't say what he wanted to do. He, you know, he conveniently left what he wanted to do out. He said, they won't let me do my set the way I want to do my set. New York, I love y'all. I just want y'all to know I love y'all. But, but Hot 97, they just, they rather be, they rather be, want to be rappers than get, than, you know, than be they, than do their radio stuff. You know, in reference uh-huh. to Angel Martinez's rapping career. Wow. So that was, so yeah, they, so they was beef. So they was beef. They cooled down. Yo, Angel Martinez, Martinez had some wild moments on the radio. I'm, I want to find, I want to, I'm trying to find a chapter where the locks come up there. The infamous conversation with the locks. Where they was trying to get out of their bad boy contract. Uh-huh. And like on, they was like on air arguing with, with Puffy. Wow. Let me, let me, let me find it. Oh. Cause you, cause you, cause you know, Puff, Puff really didn't like Angel Martinez cause she did that interview. Cause she did that interview with, with, with Pop or whatever. Hold on, let me see. It said, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause this is, it's real good. I'm read, I'm just reading how it is. Aspect from come up and automatic thoughts is going to Puff <laughs> man the locks the locks showed up on uh agent martinez show just great riding to get riding against their puff Thompson, they showed up talking about talking about throwing throwing refrigerators at puff at puff and all this shit talking because they weren't out at publish they could run out at publishing so at one point it was like there was to some the minute puff calls in and get so they so mind you they're on air Mind you, mind you, Puff don't like Angie Martinez at this point. So they're on air talking shit. On air. So they want it. Hold on. I'm trying to find where I can start. I'm trying to find out where I can start. Because, you know, Puff, because it was around the time where Puff, you know, people felt that Puff didn't do enough to keep Shine out of jail. People felt that Puff, like, threw him as, like, a body, like, threw him as a body, you know, a bodyguard to save him. Mm-hmm. So you know, she was like, "Cause you know, Puff." So her and Puff, like, they weren't friends. Okay, so it was like it was that time in '05 where we went good. That's when this controversy happened about questioning practices at Bad Boy. On my show that day, I had JD Kiss, Sheet Luke, and J- and Styles P from the Locks. I love the Locks, and Style P in particular is one of my favorite people in the whole rap game. As a person, I think he is as genuine as they come, and he always and we always click. Anyway, when they came to my show, they decided that they were going to put their relationship with Puff on blast. They ousted him for taking advantage of them when they were young and accused him of stealing their publishing money when they had first signed a bad boy. 
They wanted their money and they wanted out of their bad boy contract. So the locks are on my show talking about how Puff sold them the old story. We're family. We'll take care of you. Family for life. Bad boy for life. And and the locks started to voice their gripes. Puff's defense was nothing was was nothing but more along the lines of, well, it's just business. This problem happened in the business, the music business a lot. Didn't make it right. They were kids. You're turn you're you're taking them in. You're taking them out of the hood, acting as if they're family, and then <clears throat> when they're questioning your 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 practices, it's just business. It's a confusing message. And aspects of that came up on air. All the members of the locks were going in on Puff, talking crazy, like pushing a refrigerator off a building onto him. What's up? I mean, where you Yo, check this out, man. The, the last time y'all did this, man, y'all y'all did the whole campaign, let the locks go and all that. Y'all ain't want to be down with bad boys, so we let y'all go. Y'all want to be down with us, we let y'all go, we keep it moving. But to get on there and portray like somebody got to go and steal and rob and be shysting, y'all, that ain't really correct, you know what I'm saying? If, first of all, I'm, I'm at my office right now. I'm always accessible. Y'all ain't got to get on the radio and, 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 and do certain tactics and do certain things to ever holler at me. J.D. Kiss, last time I, spoke, I saw you, I told you, let's get together, let's talk. You know what I'm saying? I told you I'm accessible. I said if anything don't come, if, 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 if there's somebody standing in the way for you expressing yourself, or any of y'all expressing yourself, y'all can come get at me directly. You know what I'm saying? Come All that's going to refrigerate and you're going to kill. No, y'all ain't killing nobody, man. You know what I'm saying? We, we businessmen. We all mature adults say all that right there. I'm at my office. Y'all can sit on this interview with her and talk as long as y'all want to talk about it. Or you can take the invitation I gave you before. But it's not even getting there because of your, your, your get on the radio, whatever tactics. I ain't your enemy. Dog, we just, we enemy. just, you just. You need to bang like that dog, on dog, cats that's coming yo, at you. I ain't your enemy. Just yesterday, we got, a, just yesterday we got a note from your office about killing saying you. you don't have no idea of none of this or none of nothing. Just yesterday, your lawyer told us that. I, I see you at the whole, at the show backstage. You said, find out me, what man. it was. Let me, but, but don't, don't sit here and portray like Puff took nothing from y'all. What is it? This? What is it? What are you calling? What are you calling? What are you calling? And don't say we can come to your office or do none of that because we can't do none of that. Street was you know, we can't handle it no other way but say? with lawyers, and you know that, so don't get on the radio and act like a tough guy or hey, none of that. Hey, wait, wait, you know how we can settle You acting tough. In my office. So why don't we stop talking on the radio? Now you Sometimes want people to stop talking because you just don't want to know the truth, dog. Like we made one record with you. Money, power, respect. It's 10 years later, and you still got half of our publishing. And now, there's no you way you can make it justifiable that you said you, 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 you deserve half of our publishing. You to my face. We just had the concert. You ain't saying nothing. What are we going to do, Shane, to your you face? Just told you what do you want us to do? We can't touch. We, uh, it's not a, we can't be violent. Can or oh, none of that. Violent. We can't it's, even have it. saying it's, all this, dog, two it's, years it's, ago, levels in Miami. You know what I'm going to do? Let's recognize real. Y'all know where the office is at. There's a big sign on it. I'm going to be The whole national guard's downstairs, too. Cut it out, man. We can't talk. I'm a grown-ass man, man. You're a coward. And I don't take nothing. You're a thief, Bob. You're a coward. Don't say you're a thief. Okay. You're a thief. office, man. 
Come to the office so we can straighten it out then. Yo, man. how we, we just three guys you don't hey, yo, even yo, mess it, with. You had your ace boom poof publishing. You, call me whatever you, you won't let his publishing I'm go. I'm at the office. He cut him. He cut him. You, you won't let your man's publishing go. You will argue in front of New York. That's the way you want to Do you own your man's publishing, dog? Nobody did nothing to y'all, man. Do you own and, your man's publishing? New York could believe it or whatever. I don't Do you own your man's publishing? I can sleep good at night because I ain't never you did that to y'all. And if y'all ever want to... Dog, you had a whole me, bunch of artists that had no life on it, Puffy. Dog, you had a bunch of artists whose careers never went hey, yo, right dog. with you, dog. Hey, yo, you
Bro, Timmy gonna slap you. Tim, see, I'm telling you, Timmy gonna bitch slap you. Then you'll be like, yo, what the fuck did I go wrong? Then you'll end up killing. Okay, you either whoop your children when they're young or you kill them when they get old. And then your ass gonna be in jail. Because you're gonna be in the right. Because if my, I, I, I wish Jacob gonna, Jacob gonna stick his chest out and I'm gonna put that motherfucking shit back in. Nah. Or he not, or or actually, I don't think he's ever gonna do it because you raised your children right. <laughs> and Jacob might, and Jacob might not, might put a hole. Jacob might be aware that I put a hole in the chest. I, Jacob might what? <laughs> I said I'm pretty sure Jacob is aware that I put a hole in this damn chest. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, but so I say, what's what's so I go what? Because because if you call it because you call your mom, I, it's nothing I can say to you because you you already said to a face. Mm-hmm. So it's not I can't be like yo to call, but I I did throw in there yo to call your mom, bitch. He said, but she fucking is, man. I said, bro. I said, I said, don't. I said, bro, no. I said, no, we we ain't doing that. Then, you know, I, cause you know, don't, don't, don't fucking, you don't know, raise your voice at me, my nigga. So, go, he, you know, he, he, he toned his voice down. He said, I asked the bitch. I said, oh my God, he's gonna keep on calling this bitch. I'm, I, you're trying, I'm trying, but I'm trying to get to the, I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. So, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, whatever. You wanna call your mom a bitch? That's on you, bro. That's on your head. Cause your, your dad, I said, he said, I asked the bitch to get me a car. They, I asked the bitch, I told the bitch, he asked the bitch and he told the bitch, apparently. I asked the bitch and I told the bitch what color car I want. She didn't fucking buy the color I wanted. I said, I said, boy, what? He said, I told her what Range Rover a color I wanted. She didn't buy the fucking color. She bought another fucking color. She bought a black one. I wanted a green. I said, I said, I said, I said, your mother. I said, your mother. I said, I said, I. So I'm trying to be. I'm trying. I'm trying to see what's going on. I said, what's your daddy say? That motherfucker agree with the dumb motherfucker. I said, oh my god. So. You just punking. You just punking both your parents. It's some skinny ass dude. Tell him like, hey man, you you would get bop, you would get bop three ways from Saturday. You fuck around, talk to me like that. <laughs> Let me. I'm telling. Yo, Jacob, Jacob gonna grow up to be a great man, but I keep on using him. As I wish Jacob would buck his chest up at you. I'll pull a <laughs> hole in it. Man, I love Jacob to death, but I'll pull a hole in it. He gonna be one. He gonna say. He gonna be like. He gonna. He gonna. He gonna raise his voice to you one time. I'm knock his ass clear the fuck out. He's like, you know what? I'm right. I'm wrong. Bro. He gonna apologize. But anyway, hopefully that that day don't never have to come because I love Jacob to death. So, <laughs> so he goes. So I go. What? No, I don't want to drive no fucking black car. I want a green one. I told the motherfuckers I want a green. That's the bitch ass cunt. Yo, he kept on calling. He called her stupid. She was a stupid bitch ass cunt. She was a stupid motherfucker. Just a yeah, dumb, yeah, dumbass. Got a dumbass. Apparently, his father got a dumbass father. He just he'll he a cunt too. I'm like, he just he was just letting it out. And I'm like, dude, listen, listen. I'm like, this is the whitest shit I've ever fucking heard anybody say in my damn life. You were sitting here huffing and fucking puffing and cussing your parents out because they didn't buy you the color car you want. Mm-mm-mm. This motherfucker said this stupid ass bitch. He huffing too. Then he called it back. See, fuck this shit. I ain't go see when I fucking crash the shit. Then you got to fucking give me the one I want because you dumb motherfuckers didn't get it the first time. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I, so I'm like, I, so I said, bro, you over here huffing and puffing about a fucking car. I said, I knew a fuck. I knew a, I knew a crip in high school that drove a red car. But you know what he did? 
he sucked it the fuck up and put a band-aid on that bitch and then drove it every day because it was a brand new car. He didn't tell his mama, yo, I'm a crip. I can't drive around no red car. He drove around that red car proudly with a band-aid on it. <laughs> some of y'all confused. Some of y'all confused as fuck. But it's okay. Man, why why is he why he got a band-aid on the car? This how you. This how I know you're not really gang related. If your dumb ass didn't know, I'm not. I'm not gang related either. But I know gang culture. If your dumb ass didn't know what the the band they got to do with anything. Then you need to stop faking like you're a fucking crib. You you shouldn't be a crib to begin with. But if you is and you faking, then ain't nothing worse than a fake gang member. <laughs> like you fake. Like you're a fucking. Like you're a fucking loser. Like like how big of a fucking loser are you? Faking like you in a gang. Like how, oh big, like how big of a fucking loser are you? <laughs> you're faking like you in like you in a fucking gang. I date I I dated I dated a um I dated a I dated a I dated a I dated a blue I dated a crip once. All right. We gonna say that story for another day. I need fun thing is at the time I didn't know she was a crip. We'll say this thing for another day. We'll say this thing for another day. Y'all, uh, was I a bottom bitch? Y'all thought I was a bottom bitch. Y'all was a bottom bitch. Damn, I didn't even know, dog. We got, uh, we, I'll say this story for another day, but yeah. That was the white, man, when I tell you that was the whitest shit ever, that was the whitest yeah. shit ever. You like, yo, she bought me a Range Rover. I swear these, these rich kids are so damn smart, they stupid. She bought me a Range Rover, but it wasn't the color I wanted, so I... First of all, I wouldn't be, and it probably the first time you probably been calling him mama stupid. I told y'all when I went to my friend's house one time, and mm-hmm. his, mom, his mom was like, "Yo, you Javar, you staying over there?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm." A, and she was like, "Yo," it's so like, "Yeah," and he was like, and she was like, "You want?" She was like, "You should call your mom and ask her can you stay night." I was like, "Okay, cool." So I called my mom. She's like, "Yeah, you stay night, no problem." And his mom come. I tell his mom, "Yo, yo," I tell his mom like, "Hey, we," you know. She said, "I stay." She was like, okay, cool. Let's be having spaghetti or whatever. I'm like, oh, spaghetti. Okay, cool. I go in the room. I tell my friend he's playing the video game. I think he's playing like 007. Until I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm staying over. It's like, yay. I like your mom. I like your mom. I like your mom's making spaghetti or whatever. She's making what? I said, Sp- I said Sp- spaghetti. Like, <laughs> spaghetti? Like, bro, what? What, bro? You not excited? I didn't give a fuck. So he goes, he opens the door. We don't want no fucking spaghetti, mom. We want fucking pizza. I'm not eating spaghetti. <laughs> His mom goes, but I already started. She said, he said, I don't fucking care, mom. I don't care that you started making fucking spaghetti. We want pizza. <laughs> but, but son, I already, I already said, I don't care. Order the fucking pizza. We don't want no fucking spaghetti. I I I I came out the room like yo, hey bro, hey, I don't give a fuck. I was like, I don't care what we eat. I I like spaghetti. He don't want no spaghetti. He's trying to be fucking nice right now. He's trying to be nice because I don't want no spaghetti. He don't want no spaghetti. We want pizza. I was like, oh my god. I was like, his mama gonna slap him into next week and beat my ass too. I got nervous. I I got. I was like, man, she gonna kill us. She gonna kill us. My mama thought I raised my voice at her one time, and I really didn't raise my voice. I just couldn't hear her, and I said, "Hon," really loud, and she almost slapped me into another goddamn 
another century. <laughs> so I can just imagine what the fuck he about to she about to do to him because he said we don't want no fucking spaghetti. He said fucking he said fucking like five times and he told her what the fuck he gonna cook. And I know in my house is you better eat and be happy that you get some food because you could be eating air, my man. So you better Pretty take. You better take. I I I I swear it's a take it or leave. It ain't no negotiation. Exactly. I had a, so so he so he so they stand. So she's standing there looking at him. She looking at him. I'm looking like man. I'm about to die. God damn it! Why the Why the hell did I volunteer to come over here? And she goes. <laughs> and she goes. Okay, we'll have pizza just this one time. I was like this bitch. I was like, she done, like, she done compromised. I was like, man, oh man, she about to poison the piece. We about to die. I'm thinking, I'm thinking she about to pick up the phone to call nine one one. Let her know she about to kill us. <laughs> and sure enough, she ordered pizza and some breadsticks and some hot wings. Yeah. And to miss it to his satisfaction. I said, oh, you fucking kidding? This whole time I'm like, yo, I'm, this whole time I had to t- mind you, we like eleven, so I gotta pull her. I, I'm pulling people aside in private, like, yo, just to let you know. I was totally fine with spaghetti. I ain't, I I didn't I didn't care, ma'am. She's like, it's a, it's okay, it's okay. He wanted pizza, so we got pizza. I was like, oh, all right. I just want you to know that I I Javar Squire did not did not I I did not I did not care what we ate. Spaghetti sounded good. She's like, it's it's okay, it's okay. I didn't say I Javar Squire, but I just said I I just want you to know. I was like, I was like, this, I was like, this woman is really. I mind you, I went stupid. I ain't go home and try that shit. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, yo, we have, yo, we have, we have pork chops. I ain't go. I don't want no damn pork chop, woman. I ain't try that shit. Yo, but so yeah, you better whoop your damn kids. I had, I had one friend who mom called him one time. It's like, yo, what y'all want? And he was like, yo, some McDonald's, right? But he mm-hmm. wanted a Big Mac from McDonald's. But he wanted the fries from Checkers. And he also wanted a, a, a Sunday from Dairy Queen. The fuck? Why she really did that shit? Oh, man. Bruh, my perception of white people and their and they parents growing up, man. <laughs> I, I'm just happy I never tried no shit like that. Cause you know how you'll see, you know how you'll see something that your, you know how you see something that your, uh, at your friend's house and you try to, re, you try to um, duplicate it. Right. Nah, nah. I knew off rip. I knew off rip. Ain't none of that happening. I wish I would be like, yo, can I get, can I get a, a hamburger from McDonald's? Okay, cool, baby. And a, and a. And and some fries from from chips because I'm gonna be stuttering because I got I, I ain't got no heart I I can't say it with my chest and uh <laughs> uh uh the, the fries from checking boy what the f- are you are, what kind of drugs you on are you fucking <laughs> stupid are you stupid or stupid or are you stupid are you stupid this should just hang up the phone you get you get you get nothing now you gonna starve eat your fucking hand fucking McDonald's hamburgers and Checkers, French fry. What are you fucking? You think you're white? <laughs> Your parents hit you with that shit so quick. Be like, oh, she knows. She knows. She knows. I remember my mom was like, what do you think you? I think I said something else. She was like, what do you think you white? I was like, 
was like, I was like, do she know? First of all, I was like, what did I say? What did I just say? I was like, I didn't get hit. So I don't think I think I said what I think I said. But yo, what the <laughs> hell? How she know? But yeah, that's the Aqua Minority Podcast for this week. Make sure y'all whoop y'all damn kids, man. Whoop, whoop. You whoop them now, you don't have to do it in the future. Right? I swear to God, when they get to calling you bitches and hoes, ain't you, what you gonna do? Go to timeout? Go to timeout, little Timmy. Timmy gonna be like, kiss my ass. And then what you gonna do? Seriously, nah, seriously. When y'all be being this passive-aggressive shit with y'all children, when they get to bucking up on y'all, how y'all gonna react? Because it's gonna be too late then. You done put this, you done put this complex in their mind that they can challenge you in that way. And, and they so get set you, up for the future to where they get beat up all yeah, the time. Because I told y'all that boy Tossum. He tried to raise his voice. Man, I said, hell on, boy. He, he was like, oh, shit. You ain't my mom. Let me calm down. <laughs> he he knew his ass about to get knocked to that week. I'm like, I, like I, I know you ain't yelling at me, but, bro, you better calm the fuck down. I ain't your mama. I'm gonna beat. I'm I ain't beat your mama. I'm no, beat. I ain't your mama. I'm gonna give you that twenty years of beating she should have gave you. We gonna rep. <laughs> gonna give you reparations in this motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, make sure y'all whoop your kid. Whoop your kids or something, man. Whoop them or something. Do something. Don't let these kids be bad, man. Cause either you gonna whoop them or the world gonna whoop them. And you don't want the world to whoop them, cause it gonna hurt. At least you whooping them with love. And that's all we got for y'all tonight or this morning. Or this evening, wherever you listening to it at. Thank you for checking out the Aka Minority Podcast. We'll see you next week. Good night.